Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. All my classmates in the hall, grab your classmates by the balls. Let's incendio this shit. Let's go downstairs, ditch those losers, it's time to get lit. Play dirty games, we ain't talking about no quidditch. You know the rules, spin the bottle, seven minutes to kiss. I'm gonna go first, Looney's gonna be mine cause the bottle is cursed. I want to get freaky, gotta get her called her and leaky like a circle jerk, me, you, and my meat. Cause, Cause we're all gonna, gonna bone. Find a ride in the zones. If you're feeling really handsy, no one does it just like pansy. My pussy like a closet, open up. I'ma, I'ma make, make you moan. Get, get your dick, dick full grown. Blaze, blaze, blaze. All my people in the study, time to play a game. Everybody grab a body, let's make this less tame. Spin the bottle round and round, let me see your tits. Don't forget the sugar cubes for the Boulder gigs. Hey, Pansy, do you really want to lose control? Yeah, Blazy, I want to sit on the floor. Hey, Blaze, get out of my dad's liquor cabinet. Wow. You know, a nearly unrecognizable song. Me that is me against the music. The study hall. When we picked that song, we didn't even know the tune of it. Right. We had to look it up on Spotify. This is what happens when you give yourself a challenge and you say you can only pick songs from 2003 and 2004. They are sexual. All of them. They're all aggressive. You could have just done them as is. This isn't the song where Madonna and Britney kiss, is it? It is. Is it? It is, yeah. That's why we have- (laughs) It is. That's why if you couldn't tell, Allie was playing the role of- Blaze Beanie. And I was playing the role of (laughs) Hanley Parkinson. Uh, excuse me. And at the very end, I was playing the role of Draco Malfoy. And the blonde. And chorus. And, and I was chorus member number one. And chorus. <laughs> she was the bottle. <laughs> Spinning around. I was the Boulder McGig. I'm a sugar cube. That's you. Hidden somewhere. She shoved that Boulder McGig up her sugar cool. cube. <laughs> uh, welcome wow. back Hi. to Fangasm Season 13, Ep 3. Yep. I feel like we don't even need a blowdown with that perfect recap. Wow, yeah, we know everything that happened. But stay tuned for some voicemails. At the end of this, we are having so much fun. Wangos are flying. Weird Alley's gone viral. So <laughs> thank you to everybody that submitted <laughs> incredible you. shops. I've permed my hair just to make sure it sticks. Hot. I just want to call out one very special voicemail from Claire. I won't divulge what it is, so stay tuned to the end and listen. But she talks about the time she spent in the Protego community and yeah. how supportive and wonderful you guys have been and just helping carry her through a challenging time in her life and a challenging situation. And she has felt nothing but love and support and understanding. And it was so beautiful. It made us all cry when we received it. So just wanted to acknowledge it because I thought it was just super important and just lovely and wonderful. And make sure you stay and listen to it. Yep. 
great reminder, this is more than just sugar cubes. Yes, yeah. but not by much, not just by much. a little bit more yes. than sugar cubes. One other important announcement, mm. when you're listening to this episode, it will be my birthday. Holy. I was going to say that. I was oh my God. So Time I, travel is so hard. So I um, <laughs> just wanted to make sure everybody knew I that. I just wanted Shower to say happy me. birthday to myself. Yes, happy birthday yeah. to me in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you look great on your birthday. <laughs> and shower me with praise and yeah. Dramione and Wolfstar fix. Yeah, that's all I'm she running wants. low. That's all she Happy wants. Happy freaking birthday. Yes. Thanks. You are like a fine fire whiskey. Ooh. No, she's like From fairy beer. From Detroit. Yeah, you're Rare? like a fine fairy beer. Oh, yeah. Blaze like wants that. it. Lucius Malfoy's hoarding it. Yeah. Just like you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> a collector's item. Yeah. Any other announcements or move to the blowdown? Blow Anything as down. important as my birthday? No? No, nothing. Nope, nope, Everything holds a candle? Else. Great. Everything else holds a birthday candle? <laughs> Let's Here's blow. the blowdown. The blowdown is the party's going on. Draco and Hermione have a, a little, like, you know, moment on the stairs, the longest staircase ever. Then Blaze wants to throw an uh, after party, and he invites the Golden Trio. Is it Blaze's idea? Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like Blaze, Theo, the whole crew, the Slytherins. Basically, everyone you know from the films goes downstairs, and the rest of the class just parties on. And to play a game of Spin the Bottle slash Seven Minutes in Heaven... Slash truth or dare. Is Hannah Abbott there? No. Well, we haven't heard about like Dean, Seamus, Neville. That's right. They're probably mingling. They're dancing. They yeah. look like dancers. They'll make okay, their way down. Sure. Yeah. And the people who have coupled off so far are Blaze and Luna. And they're in the closet. And in the meantime, who suggests truth or dare? Pansy? Pansy says, let's do truth or dare oh, while, while people are in the closet. So we got so many games happening. But it's the spin the bottle where whoever you land on, you two go into a closet you don't kiss. I mean, you kiss in the closet if you want, but you're not kissing in front. It's not traditional. Correct. Spin the bottle is I'm. Correct. Yeah, yeah you're spin right. Spin the so bottle there's no in, into closet. Into closet. And in the intermission, you play truth or dare. See, I think that that takes away the fun of spin the bottle. Yes. Because half of the fun is that people have to kiss in front of their friends. So I actually think this is just seven minutes in heaven because that's how you decide seven minutes in heaven anyway. Yeah. I don't think we should be calling it spin the bottle. I agree. Yeah, this is, Frankly, we, this is my gotta, platform now. <laughs> we got to draw our line in the sand somewhere. From the international <laughs> seven minute in heaven commissioner, we rule this a mislabeled game. Yes, this is seven minutes in heaven. If anybody has seven minutes seven debate on their wangos, mark it off. <laughs> you got this. Mark it off. You got it. Oh, you guys, my wango card's in my car. Gonna make it pretty hard for you. Don't I have a picture of it? You sent it to me. I have mine in front of me, and I'm. Mine are all really sexual, so I'm not sure what we're gonna get. Maybe a makeout, but I don't know if the rest of my. Oh, card. you don't think there's gonna be something? Maybe a finger bang. Anything's possible. H J. Yeah. I'm hoping for. Okay, I have mine now. Okay. Oh, I'm reading. You're up, chicken right. butt. Let's go. It was to Draco's relief when Theo suggested they needed more alcohol for this. Eagerly, Draco volunteered for tribute. He scrambled up from his seated position on the floor, brushed off his pants to take more time, and started towards the door. Do you think this is the inspiration for Hunger Games? Yes. <laughs> the Thirsty Games. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. If he could drag this moment out, he might not need to answer any truth or dare questions at all. Smart. Oi, Draco, take Weasley with <laughs> you to carry the alcohol. <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. Why me? Weasley scrambled out. Because you've got the longest arms. Carry more alcohol. I can just levitate the damn alcohol, not, Draco grumbled. Oh, then take Granger. She's great at stuff. To be clear, it was, I can levitate the damn alcohol, Theodore not, not, not like, not I like can levitate 90s. it, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pansy joke. <laughs> nah. Sighing, the blonde grumbled, come on, Weasley. The last thing he needed to do was be in a room with Hermione Granger alone again. The last time things had ended dreadfully, and he didn't think he could stomach the thought of another repeat. Do, 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 no, do, no, do. 
What? Seven months ago. Brinkus. To Brinkus. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Seven months ago. These are simply impressive, Malfoy, Granger said, looking over his patent proposal for a new alchemy tool. Her hair today was tucked behind in a ponytail, but there were still bits of curls that escaped the hold and fell down the sides of her cheeks. Draco had to force himself not to reach over the table and stroke them out of her face. Of course they are, he said in the, his most arrogant tone, sitting back in his chair to resist the urge to inhale her scent a moment longer. Let me guess, honey. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Do you think the ministry will give me the go-ahead? It looks like you have all your ducks in a row, she said, nodding. Her eyebrows crinkled together, much like they had in his dream the night before, and she swallowed a lump in her throat. Something was wrong. Draco had spent enough time in an office going over papers with Hermione Granger to recognize her distress signs. Carefully, he leaned his hands on the table near hers, but not touching. Er, you all right there, Granger? You look a bit... Her eyes darted over to his, angry, and he said a bit quieter. Pale. I'm fine, she snapped, though an angry tear ran down her cheek. You don't look fine to me. He tried to put on his best encouraging smirk. Who's going to get hexed? A soft smile reluctantly broke out across her lips, and she sighed, setting his patents down. Her hand rested ever so close to his now. It's unprofessional to discuss my personal life. <gasps> Uh-oh. I asked, he said, raising an eyebrow as a challenge. It would be unprofessional to sit there with tears in your eyes and not divulge. I'm pretty sure that's not how professionalism works, she chided, sighing again. They sat in silence for a time until finally she said, I'm just having a bit of trouble at home. Nothing that has to do with you or your patents. So maybe we should get back to it, hmm? Oh, for Merlin's sake, Granger, just spill it. Or I'll tell your supervisor you're a puddle of tears in this meeting. Do we think home is going to be like her and her significant other or Gosh, her and her I don't know. Parents? It's got to be significant other, right? If she's right. working at the ministry. Yeah. I'm living at home with my parents. She's like, she's probably <laughs> like, and they don't know who I am. <laughs> They're acting like they don't know me. It's really upsetting me. It's been bothering me for five years. It's That's, just really grating on I'm me. I'm living in the basement of frights. What was your haunted house called? Basement of the dead. Yeah. Oh. I think my guess is that she broke up with her significant other or is separated or something and they hook up in the office. <sighs> Seven months ago? I don't know. And do we think it's Weasley, Victor Crumb? Who do we think it is? It doesn't strike me that it's Ron. It's Ron. Yeah. It's got to be someone else. Ooh, okay. Victor, maybe. I'm not a bundle of tears, she glared, but it looked as if she might actually turn into a puddle of tears. Oh, fine, Malfoy, have it your way. You're only going to make fun of me. She drew her arms up around herself and sighed. Ron and I. <gasps> oh, it is Ron. We've decided to take a break. Draco's heart. So seven months ago, she and Ron took a break and then she showed up to a party with him and it's no problemo. And he's kissing. He's making out with Padma? Weird. Ooh, ooh, Maybe they I, broke I up. Well, I know they I know, did, but, but like, she's like, like, who stays friends? Draco's heart leapt in his chest. For months, he'd been dreaming of this moment, but was so unsure how to proceed. Carefully, he asked, a break? Yes, her eyes met his before she looked back down at her hands. Well, go on. I'm waiting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We found out when Draco made a snide remark that Ron cheated. Oh. Remember he implied that oh. he was unfaithful? Oh, I don't remember that. You yeah, are yeah. so good at reading and remembering. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on. I'm waiting. For what? For the quips, the insults, the degradations and told you so's. She wept furiously at her cheeks as a tear fell down. Draco Malfoy sat stoic, afraid to move. His heart felt as if it might explode. Carefully, he decided, against his better judgment, to move his hand towards hers. He watched her watch his hand as it dragged across the table and finally folded over her own. Frankly, Hermione, if we're being completely honest with each other, you're too good for Weasley. I'm surprised you didn't dump him sooner. She stared down at his hand for some time before dragging her eyes up to his. You called me Hermione. I did. Why? He shrugged. Seemed right. A blush crawled up her cheeks. Um, thank you for not making fun of me. We're not children anymore, he scolded, rolling his eyes. He made to move his hand away, but her fingers came up, folding over his own and gave him a light squeeze. 
I mean it, she whispered. I know we don't talk much aside from these business arrangements, but it's nice of you not to be cruel. <laughs> what a bare minimum, bare minimum compliment. It's nice of you yeah, to not be Yeah, and everyone thinks Ron's bad. I know. I pictured her moving her hands gently over his and having one of those handshake zappers. <laughs> <laughs> like a fake we're not, nice to meet you. We're not children anymore. <laughs> And then he sits on a whoopee cushion. Yeah. Like R.K. Maroon and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh. That's the reference. <laughs> Whoa. Draco removed his hand and smirked, his confidence soaring. Not a problem. He watched her gather up her briefings and slide his paperwork into a briefcase. That seems like a euphemism. Slide your paperwork <laughs> into my be. briefcase. I can send these down to my administrator this afternoon. You should have your patents approved by morning tomorrow. She smiled, stood, and started towards the door. Draco took his chance. Granger? Hmm? She stopped at the door, hand poised to turn the handle as she glanced over her shoulder. If you're feeling up to it and don't want to be alone, maybe we could grab drinks sometime. <gasps> wow, wow, wow. Deet, doot, doot, deet. Why am I carrying all the alcohol? Ron Weasley grumbled. Oh, gosh, so now Draco's with, Draco is, they, they sorry, they could both be her ex. We don't know because we're back in time at the party. We didn't set up any parameters before this game. Like, what if Hermione landed on Ron? I know. We didn't get there any are, guidelines. Allie, there are no rules. This is a party game. Oh. I will say they're five years out. They're 24. Just make out with each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess. Snog your ex. Yeah, that doesn't have any consequences. <laughs> yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Why am I carrying all the alcohol? Ron Weasley grumbled, following Draco out of the parlor and back towards the study. You said we could levitate them. Because logic dictates that if I have a pack mule, I use a pack mule. Weasley nearly threw down all the alcohol. His arms drew up. But he caught himself last moment and glared daggers at the back of Draco's head. You're still as obnoxious as you ever were in school. Well, that's, hey, Ron, you levitate it. Yeah, yeah. why can't he? He's an uh. idiot. Sorry, Lindsay. Uh, he hasn't even yeah, thought only, of that. Guys. Okay, I had dense Harry. I didn't have dense Ron, but now I'm, I'm mad. School was years ago, Weasley. Merlin's sake, let it go. Draco checked his pocket watch. Four minutes passed. Good. Only three more until the stupid truth or dare edition of let's make Draco Malfoy's life a living hell would cease. <laughs> but while I have you here... He stopped mid-stride, forcing the redhead to halt on his haunches to keep from running smack dab into Draco's back. The blonde turned curtly and eyed Weasley up and down with mild interest. Mm. Why'd you do it? Oof. <gasps> oh, this is so great. Confrontation. Do what? The oaf gave him an incredulous stare. The Just oaf. the oaf. <laughs> Does anyone I know- have Ron bashing on their wangle board? I'm sure they do. Better not. I know you're a bit slow on the upkeep most of the time, but do keep up, Weaselby. Draco shoved his hands inside his pockets. What you did to Granger. A flush of red crawled up Ron Weasley's neck, then his jaw, and finally it tickled his cheeks and ears. He gripped onto the alcohol in his clutches tighter. His arm shook in the process. I don't think that's any of your business, Malfoy. Gray eyes rolled upwards toward the ceiling, but still his smirk remained as he replied, You're right. It really isn't. However, he snapped his fingers within his pockets and, with a little wandless magic, doubled the weight of the glasses of alcohol. <laughs> Weasley barreled forward in a display of balanced scowling. You really want me to drop all of this? He grumbled. I don't really care if you do. You'll be the sod who made the first extremely large party foul of the evening. <laughs> do you really want that label on you the rest of the night? Blue eyes narrowed into slits. What went on between me and Hermione's got nothing to do with you. Draco shrugged. If you say so. Oh, wow. The slits Jack. turned into round orbs and eyebrows flew up a freckled face. Just what are you insinuating? Crossing the distance between them, Draco got right up in Weasley's obnoxious face and whispered, that's a large word coming from you. Did she teach you it? Hermione, I mean. Ooh. You keep her name out of your mouth, said Ron. Ouch, touchy. Draco tilted his head and chuckled. For the record, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm saying it outright. <gasps> ah! 
Now we know. Draco relished in the way Weasley's entire face turned tomato red in that moment, and he spun on his heels, nearly knocking the other man off his access as he crossed the hallway and snapped his fingers, weighing the bottles even more and causing Weasley to wince. Oh, Weasley, do keep up, will you? He Ooh, Draco the- is on his game. Dang. He is. Now that he's sobered up with his magic sobering pills. Talk about what a way to put a damper on a party. Like, yeah, let's- pick a fight in private that's going to sabotage the whole night. Drama's high. He arrived at the study doors and checked his watch again. One minute, that was it. Sweet baby dragons, this night could have been slower. <laughs> the sooner he had everyone out of his house, the better. Maybe he should check the dark artifacts collection in the dungeons. Maybe there was a time turner he could scrounge up that would take him back in time and whack his fellow Slytherins upside the head with a few confounding spells to prevent this entire shindig from ever happening. One step inside the door and a dazzling, frizzy-haired Gryffindor later, and the want to do so was gone. Seeing her again in any capacity, Draco hadn't known how much it would mean to him until it happened. Maybe this night could last forever. Well, he like changes mind so fast. I want it to never happen. Now it last forever. Once it was gone, she might disappear like a breath of hot air on a winter's night. Where's the goods? Theo asked. With the help, Draco smirked and shut the door in Ron Weasley's face just as he was about to enter the room. A muffled oof could be heard through the thick wooden door. Oops, he sidestepped, turned the handle and opened the door wide up. My apologies, Weasley. You're so pale, I assumed you were a ghost and could float right through the walls. <laughs> Pansy sniggered into her hand as Weasley begrudgingly stepped into the room and made his way over to the center, where the circle of mixed-bagged witches and wizards were still seated. Just so all of you know, he said carefully, dumping the alcohol on the floor, Draco Malfoy is a git, a royally arrogant prick. You flatter me, replied Draco, shutting the door and joining the circle. He glanced up at the smoke above their heads. One more minute. He could drag this out, couldn't he? Weasley, truth or dare? What? said Ron. I thought the question was extremely self-explanatory. Don't be an arse. Ron took a seat between Padma and, oh, Daphne? She was still here? Oh, <laughs> she Daphne's was such Jason. a wallflower. Wow. Jason. Besides, it's not even your turn. Do you think Daphne is Jason Zerophiliad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> That's fact. That's canon. Canon. Actually, said Hermione bashfully, it is, Ron. Oh, Wizzy looked thoroughly perturbed. Um, truth, I guess. He took one look at Draco's eager smirk and shook his head. Dare, I mean dare. Nope. You said truth. Theo glanced about the circle. Everyone heard it, right? Sorry, Ron, muttered Potter. Those are the rules. <laughs> Jesus, Harry. The rules, said Ron. Draco attempted to hold back a series of laughter as he brought his pointer finger to his chin and tapped it, pretending to ponder it over. Hmm, what to ask? Oh, I know. He raised an eyebrow. What was the reason you and Granger broke it off again? My memory's a little fuzzy. <gasps> That's sort of a bad move. That's kind of like embarrassed really Hermione. Shitty move. Draco. This is God, our, our wands are up, 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 down, up, Yikes. down, up, down, up, down. Oh, wow. The circle fell quiet. Draco purposely avoided Hermione's gaze, hell bent on not giving her the satisfaction of non verbally chastising him. She didn't get that option anymore. Not after picking up her bags and walking away. <gasps> she Mary Poppins him. <laughs> <laughs> It was mutual, Weasley muttered. Mutual? Is that what you call it? said Draco. Oh, look, time's up, Hermione interjected purposefully, pointing to the red smoke numbers as they blared Ooh, she, zero. She doesn't even want to talk about it. Of course not. Granger, did you just bump up the clock? He sneered accusingly at the witch. She jumped up from her seat, raced over to the potions closet, and rattled her fist on the door. Time's up. Come on out, you two. Close on now. She turned towards the group of Slytherins and Gryffindors, face a pretty shade of cherry pink. I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I think I'll head home. Her heels clacked against the floor as she went to fetch her purse. Talk about the cowardly lion, muttered Theo, smirking. What was that, said Hermione. Mm, oh, nothing. He called you cowardly, Draco smirked right along with his friends, popping the top off a bottle of vodka and tipping the spout back. Hey, it's, it's your drink of choice. Oh Happy God. birthday. Thank you. He ignored the burn and chugged three good swigs before he set it down and slid it over to Theo. What? 
he asked in reference to Hermione's stare. You asked. I won't be goaded into staying, she said definitively. Of course you won't. It's what you're good at, isn't it? Leaving in the middle of things you volunteer yourself for. <gasps> he shot her a dastardly wink only she could see. So go on, Granger. Off you pop now. Oh, wow. oh for the love of house elves. She slammed her purse back down on the coffee table and sat she back down in her spot. She loves him so much. Amongst the circle, just as Luna and Blaze emerged from the closet. Luna's pretty jumper was on backwards and Blaze's tie was wrapped around his head like a bandana. <laughs> the three bottom buttons of his shirt undone as well as a zipper of his pants. At what point do you think they were like making out and having sex and then he pirated the tie above his head? I feel like he did that right before he took his dick out. It feels like a Blaze signature move. I feel like that's the first Hold on, thing baby. Yeah. Let me get my tie. You know? Yeah. I need to use it as a sweat rag. Oh, yeah. It's like- about to get wet. Yeah. 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 Collect I mean, all those. Taiwan own. <laughs> Who wants a Taiwan on? Oh, excuse oh, me. Sorry. <laughs> Who wants Wait. to put my tie on my head? <laughs> we haven't introduced ah. Blaze Zabini yet, have we? Well, we I guess he hasn't. Well, we had. have a new creative direction for Blaze Zabini, and he henceforth is going to be called Blaze Blaze Zabini. <laughs> so, this is his first line. Well, he grinned like a wolf. Who's up next? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what was the episode where they changed Blaze into an Italian sex god? Uh, must, oh, season 13, episode like, three. An Italian frat bro sex god. There's He is Italian, so. The bottle sat in the middle of the circle, <laughs> taunting all within reach of its sight, and Draco most of all, especially since Blaze made the grave mistake of sitting next to him in a circle, thus queuing him up for next in line. Counterclockwise, he suggested... Nice try, Malfoy, Potter grinned, enjoying the uneasiness set in Draco's tone. He pushed the bottle a bit closer with his foot and crossed his arms. Fuck. All right. He'd managed to get out of truth or dare this round, so the best he could hope for right now was landing on someone like Pansy or, oh yeah, Daphne was here. (laughs) He kept forgetting about her. Maybe seven minutes in a closet with her would be like being in a closet alone. Wow. That's so, what a blow. Right. Hope for Daphne, he thought as he spun the bottle around. Hope for anyone but the spout pointed directly at Hermione Granger. Fuck, what were the bloody odds? I bet like you she... Like 7%. I bet you she, do you think she's charming the bottle? Yeah. Or someone's charming the Someone bottle? Someone is. Blaze chuckled, ribbing Draco on the side with his elbow. You're up, a lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> Piss that's, off. That's the character trait. <laughs> you were ruining him. Oh. Hermione swallowed a hard lump in her throat as... Potter leaned over and whispered something in her ear. She shook her head, eyebrows furrowing, and muttered, I'm fine, Harry, really. She turned her eyes back to the blonde. I still have my wand. And he's like, I have mine. <laughs> also, you know, we haven't gotten Blaze in a story except maybe once, twice. Twice. So we're going we're gonna to make the most. <laughs> yeah, we will not do it. <laughs> we're going to make the most out of it by giving him an Italian accent. You know, and I feel like we went into this season, the first couple episodes, really liking Blaze. Like he yeah. was a shining star and it's like, we can't end fangasm with not ruining a character. Right. He's too likable. Yeah. So knock him down a peg. <sighs> knock him down a peg. And a peg. <laughs> ah, it's a spicy pizza ball. <laughs> the two rose to stand awkwardly and exchanged nervous glances as they stayed rooted to their spots. Fuck. Why was it so hot in here? Should he open a window? With a nervous tug, Draco shrugged off his blazer and tossed it onto Blaze's head. I'll hold on to it. Luna offered, reaching over and plucking the clothing <laughs> off of Blaze's face. I'll be sure to bless it with a Native American chant to keep the paragolds from unraveling the themes. Fuck's sake. Draco rolled his eyes and stomped over towards the broom closet. Coming, with leaded feet, Hermione shuffled across the room, tucked a lock of hair behind her ear, and allowed him to open the closet. Ladies first. 
He dragged his lips over hers, testing, taunting. It's called seven minutes in heaven, right? He rested the finger pads of his left hand around the curve of her arm, trailing them up her shoulder, the curve of her neck, brushing his thumb against her jaw. Personally, I think this is my very own hell made just for me. Yeah, he's jumping right into the closet action, wow. guys. I feel like it's because they have a past. Like they've got yeah. a rhythm. Well, and everyone did consent to this game knowing that when you get in the closet, oh yeah, things are about to go down. I just mean Someone's like, about I'm, to go down. I'm surprised he has the Balls boldness, you know, to just like, anyway. Because he seems so nervous. Cl- yeah. She sighed airily, staring into his eyes. Why would you say such a thing? Draco's smirk widened. I think you and I both know the answer to that. His free hand snaked its way down her side, resting gently on her hip. His nose trailed down the length of her neck, ghosting his breath along her skin as he tugged her by the waist and drew her directly up to him, nearly chest to chest. He could hear the small intakes of breath she was making, though it meant nothing compared to the feeling of her body heat shimmering against him like a dazzling sunbeam. Oh, it's beautiful. Just like old times, hmm? Though my bedroom was a little bit roomier. Small hands ran up the length of his abdomen and fit right against his sternum, and then she pushed him off with a startling force. Draco stumbled backwards, narrowing his eyes. Old time, she corrected, throwing a finger up. I was in your bedroom once. Don't flatter yourself into the illusion it was anything more. Oh. With newfound confidence, Draco smirked and straightened his posture, stepping forward. She stepped back, forward, back, until her spine hit the cabinet behind her. Cha-cha, real smooth now. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he leaned forward and whispered, I recall at least three different occasions in which you found yourself beneath me. And none with our clothes off, she quipped, cheeks flushed. Clothing is optional, his smirk dropped. You truly despise me, don't you? Why would you think that? Her tone changed immediately, falling into an almost concerned cadence. You left. I I did. Without a word, he said. I'm sorry for that. Sorry, he snorted a laugh. Not a word, not a letter, not a single ounce of explanation. As if you cared, said Hermione. Maybe I did. They both stared (gasps) evenly at each other, and then Draco took another chance, reaching up to her chin to tilt her head up to meet his. You broke me, Hermione Granger. Wow. She shifted uncomfortable on her feet, searching his eyes. Why tell me? Because I want it to eat at your dazzling little soul. <gasps> his entire body ached with the memory of her, the kiss. The kiss was where it all went downhill. If he hadn't kissed her, she might have stayed. Draco. The sound of his name on her tongue was torture. It reminded him what could have been. What happened between us, she continued. It was lust. It was foolish lust, and we shouldn't have acted on it. Is that what you think? asked Draco. It isn't what I think. It's what I know. You want to know what I know, Hermione? Draco used her name as a weapon as he reached out and played with the loose strand of her hair, wrapping it between his fingers with interest. I know you feel something for me, and I've been avoiding you all night because I thought perhaps it was best to leave you alone, but he released the curl and moved his leg forward directly between her legs. <sighs> Hermione made the mistake of scooting back because there was nowhere to run, which only gave him the advantage to move his body right up against hers and cage her frame with his long arms. His hand rested on a potion shelf at about waist level and his nose pressed directly against hers. I can't leave you alone, not until you tell me why. (gasps) Why what, she said. Why you left, he tilted his face. Why you couldn't have the decency to tell me it was over. Oh, wow. This is tense. This is the most intense seven minutes in the history of fandiasm. (laughs) Ron, if you can eat anything, what would you eat? All right. (laughs) That's what's happening. That's what's happening inside the door. (laughs) The full aim truth or dare. (laughs) What do you miss most about school? <laughs> <laughs> I dared to do 12 push-ups. <laughs> A kid after carrying all that alcohol. <laughs> so tired. Draco, Hermione said. He nipped at her lower lip with his teeth and she gently moaned in response. <gasps> Time's up, came the desperate voice of Ronald Weasley from the other side of the door. You good in there, Miney? Draco smirked, 
licking a line up the apex of her lips. Yes, he whispered. Are you? Her Ooh. eyes were closed, and Draco noted that her fingers were tucked into the waistband of his slacks. Huh? She came too quickly, though, and released... Or not, oh. came, not came. Too quickly. <laughs> she came too. Like, woke up quickly. Thank you. Though, and released him at once, turning her face towards the door. I'm fine, Ron. She stared into Draco's gray eyes and licked her lips absentmindedly, which only confirmed his suspicions. She wasn't as over all of it as she appeared. You want to know why I left, Draco? Because you can't be trusted. What? He said. But it was too late. She brushed <gasps> past him and was out of the closet within seconds, leaving Draco alone like she had before, sexually, emotionally, and spiritually fractured. Wow. Broken. Wow. The end of the chapter. Wow. Happy Dramini birthday. Oh, wow. Allie. I didn't know I'd be so emotionally wrecked. Oh. Okay. Bye. Well. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up or down? I mean, my wand is up in the sense of like, I love that we're getting all this backstory. Yeah. Back, back, back that back backstory back story up. up. Back to back, back. I don't think it's up in a sexual way, but I'm really into the this story. I think my wand is up for the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm into it. And I feel like we're going to turn a corner. Yeah. And, and I like the kind of, Full character we're getting about Draco. You yeah. know, he was hurt. He's not just a consummate asshole. Yeah. So I feel like we usually get Hermione's perspective. Right. In the Draco Hermione yeah. love saga. I bet yeah. we'll get it. Quick Wingo check in. Would you count interrupted sex as a uh, thing because of Pansy and Because of Blaze, Blaze and Luna? Yeah, the knock oh. at the door. I think we can count it. I think we can be liberal I think with that's our fine. I think Wango. so too. Okay, I think great. So too. And then would you count foot stuff when they push the foot, the <laughs> bottle over? No. no. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. What about makeout? E- implied. I think we got an implied makeout. Yeah, you can. Have oh, it. I have cheating on here. Yeah. Now we know for sure. Oh, for sure. Right? Okay. Good. What about prank with the doubling of the weight of the body? Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Do we have wetness? Not yet, but no. it's coming. Okay. I saw that. I saw the word. Okay. Good. Stay tuned for the incredible voicemail. Yes. And happy birthday, Allie. Thank you. And talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, Danny, Allie, and Lindsay. I just listened to the first episode of season 13, and it gave me all the feels. I wangoed myself so hard. And all through my work day today at my office, I'm going to be wangoing just constantly. So thank you for 13 amazing seasons. I have had so much fun listening to you in my long commute every day, and you've made me laugh. I feel like made me more sex positive, and you're just incredible. So thank you so much from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I will really, really, really miss you guys in this podcast, but I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Hi, Allie, Danny, and Lindsay. This is Claire from Chicago. I wanted to share a story of um, a way that the pod and the community has impacted me. About a year ago, my then three-year-old daughter told me that she wanted to be a boy and told me that she wanted a penis. And I didn't know who to turn to for advice. Normally, when I needed mom advice, I would go to one of my mom Facebook groups and and ask, but it felt very personal and it felt like, you know, people I know in real life were on those. And so I turned to the community and I I specifically Protego and I asked 
advice, and I got some really thoughtful and wonderful responses, including hearing from a few parents of trans children. And um, it meant a lot to me. And a year later, um, I have a son who's, you know, almost five years old and, um, you know, has socially transitioned. And he's, you know, we've got a long road ahead of us, but he's so much happier in his own skin. And, you know, I think it really speaks to the kind of community you created, that you were able to make something so welcoming and supportive. And, you know, they were really there for me in a time of my life that was super tough. So kudos to you for creating this beautiful community. And I um, intend to continue to be part of it. And best of luck to you. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews. 